Hi, welcome to Hey Mom. Welcome. I'm Corey. I'm Christine. This is um, our podcast by women for women who need women. And today's episode is Hey Mom, how do you know if a potato is done? Or whatever item you're trying to cook and frantically calling your mother on the phone about. Yes. Um, So we talked about this a couple times, last episode, it came up a couple times, so we decided which should definitely be our second episode. And it's this idea of, you know, you move out when you're 18 or however old, and you have to keep yourself alive. And suddenly you're staring at an empty fridge or an empty pantry and you're thinking, what the hell do I do? And I'm talking like beyond dorm food. So if you went from your parents' house to college, you had a – it was cheating. We're not talking about that. Oh, yeah. Dorm food is – well, when I lived in college, we left out like those containers of chicken um, like – uncovered in our fridge (gasps) all the time my mom was horrified when she visited us we never could figure out what smelled so bad until (laughs) it's true oh god when i lived in the dorm we had um like we had great cafeterias or whatever that we could go to we had a couple but we also had like little mini convenience stores and grab and goes so like my roommate ugh, over Thanksgiving break left two hard hard boiled hard hard boiled eggs in the fridge, and when we came back, they were liquid and green, and I oh. hated her for that for That's a good week. Then we got over it, but like I was so mad that she did that. So yeah, you know, food is hard to deal with. It's really hard, and it requires copious amounts of Googling and self-doubt and calling your mom. And being convinced that you're going to give yourself or somebody else food poisoning. Yeah, and you have weird stuff about meat, too, right? Like, I it have really weird out. stuff. Yeah, I, don't, I won't cook with meat. I'm, I'm like a pseudo-vegetarian just because I won't cook meat. Like, I just well, don't eat it. Right, right. <laughs> like, like if just... somebody else makes it, you'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. But I won't. Um, <laughs> I, won't. I grew up like watching my mom beat a raw chicken, like a whole raw chicken to death. Like the woman is a stud. She'd stick her hand in there and like oh, pull God. crap out. And oh, she's God. fearless. She does not understand any of my squeamishness about stuff like that. She's like, I just do it. I won't touch raw chicken. I remember my grandma doing stuff like that. Like, just getting an entire turkey or an entire chicken and just like putting butter and herbs in between yeah, the skin and the, the yes <laughs> like, i'm so upset by this it's pretty traumatic to look I had at a, yeah it is i just thought of this so this isn't in our little our episode plan but i just feel like i need to bring it up um so a woman at work the other day we're teachers um at a different we don't we don't live school. together. We don't live in the same state anymore. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's really heartbreaking. But we both are still teachers. But so uh, one of the teachers came in to a meeting and was like, you're both married, talking to me and another coworker. Let me ask you a question. A couple of my students said to me that they never wanted to learn how to cook. They had no desire. And I said to them, and this is the other teacher speaking, not me. Um, well, don't you ever want to have a family? And I, I kind of looked at her I'm like, where is she going with this? Because she says to the students, your husband will expect you to cook. Oh, hell no. And she goes, that's normal, right? And I went, no. That was probably really loud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so pumped. Um, that somebody asked you that question. <laughs> like, and, and the guy next to me was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean, like, expect? Like, if, if I'm marrying somebody, I do expect them to be able to cook for themselves. For themselves. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, well, yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, you're a grown-ass adult. Like, you should be able to fucking put dinner on the table and feed yourself. That's absolutely true. And she goes, no, no. I mean, like, husbands. And so it was me and the man who she was talking to. And she looked at him. She's like, didn't you expect your wife to cook for you when you got – wasn't that the expectation that she would cook and clean? And I was like, what is this, 1955? No. What the hell? <laughs> I specifically married my husband because he can cook for I me. Legitimately don't do the cooking. Like I I bake. I I bake all the time. I am um Nancy Burtwistle, Mary Berry fanatic. If you don't know who they are, then I don't know what. Well, you're watch doing. the Great British Bake Off because it will make you feel better about your whole life. That's true. But like cooking, I can't. I don't. It's not. I just. It's too much. I don't. I can keep myself alive, but I don't cook. But so another man walked into the room and she's like serious. She's like in disbelief. She's like, no, it's the expectation. And this is a younger woman. This is not really? like somebody in her 60s. Yeah. Oh my she's God. like my age. She's a, like maybe two or three years older than me. Maybe. So at most she's 35. At most. And another guy walks in and and I'm like, the two guys that she's asking, they're both like health and gym teachers. So they're traditional football players, right. you know. And I'm like, well, this is an interesting crowd to get this poll from. And he sits down. She asks him the same question. And she goes, you told girls that my wife couldn't cook if her life depended on it. Bless him. And she was like, I guess I need to go tell those students that I was wrong. I said, well, you need to tell them that it, they need to learn how to cook for themselves, not they need to learn how to cook for a man. No. Anyway. So um, um, <laughs> that happened. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> Um, I fell in love with my husband uh, when he made brookies, which if you don't know what a brookie is, um, it is a brownie cookie. It's where you make a brownie and then you layer it with chocolate chip cookies and then you put brownie mix on top. And he left them in my apartment with my roommate and I in college and was horrified when he came back and they were all gone. I don't know what he was expecting. Um, they were delicious. My husband, I was like so impressed with him on our like a month in when he asked me to come to dinner and he made like full on traditional pad thai. Wow. And a walk and everything. Oh my. Yeah. And I was like, I had waffles for dinner last night. <laughs> like, and he was making pad thai. When he's gone, what are your traditional dinners? 
Yeah. So um, my husband has a job that requires him to travel a lot. And when he is gone, I will get, I eat food <laughs> that he does not consider dinner food. Um, sometimes I have cheese and crackers for dinner. Sometimes I have just like noodles with olive oil and garlic. Sometimes I, which for the record is very good. Um, sometimes I have like pancakes. Parmesan on those or anything? I'll do Italian herbs and a little oh. Parmesan and a little garlic salt. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, it is delicious. I, mean, I think you've also been known to eat popcorn for dinner. Oh, yeah. No, I do popcorn for dinner at least once a week when he's not around. And and breakfast for dinner. Sometimes I have oatmeal. Sometimes I have pancakes. Sometimes I have French I think everybody should know how to make a pancake now that everybody, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, that's that's true. Everybody should know how to make a pancake. And I am a big anti-Bisquick pancake person. I don't believe in pancake mix. You can taste the love, love, leavening, the whatever, yes. the baking soda. I use baking soda and baking powder. And they're I use fluffy as fuck. Yeah. Um, I use baking powder. And yeah. I have a skillet. That's true. Everybody should know how to make pancakes. Um would your mom cook you guys dinner or did she require like how did she do that it kind of depended on um the phase of life so I'm a military brat I grew up um moving around all over the place um my mom went back to nursing school when I was like 12 11 or 12 um and I think at that point I started cooking a lot um she does she does cook for everybody um and she did um i think that once i got into high school and upper middle school is when i um i started cooking for everybody and my dad made us hamburger helper beef stroganoff <laughs> and i helped <laughs> and i loved it um <laughs> that's such a dad thing to make <laughs> i know and rice aroni the San Francisco treat? Yes. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, so then I started cooking dinner. And I think I blocked a lot of that out. Um, but my mom makes like, uh, oh, she's a good cook. She's a messy ass cook, though. She makes a huge mess when she cooks. So she'll make like, um, I grew up eating like chicken and dumplings, which I hate. Mm -hmm. oh, um, I love I chicken. hate it. Well, you don't like Bisquick and those are d Bisquick dumplings, aren't they? They are. Yeah. And I, I Yeah. I like chicken and dumplings. She made um, like uh, broccoli and cheese soup, which I also don't. I'm thinking of all these foods I don't like. Um, <laughs> tuna casserole. But she makes the best pancakes. She does make the best pancakes. And the problem with my mom as a cook is that she Googles like 16 recipes and then like mashes them together and um, then can never tell anybody how she made things. Like if I ask for her recipes, she's like, I don't know, I got to make it. And I have to write it down while she's cooking it. And she has these stupid like measurements, like half of a quarter teaspoon. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's an eight, mom. Well, or no, like half of a third cup. Like, <laughs> like what? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's a really good cook. Um, 
and uh, makes a lot of like Midwestern food. Mm, my mom is also from the Midwest. Yeah. But what, what kind of things does your mom make? Well, so we have kind of a weird situation growing up because so my mom and uh, dad got divorced when I was young. And then my mom remarried my stepdad, who is actually a professional chef. Um, he wasn't at the time. He went back to school. But so when they first got married, I remember him and his mom in particular. He came from this like Italian family being like, why don't your kids eat anything? Because I was <laughs> I in particular and my brother, maybe a little bit less so, but mm, I don't know. <laughs> very, very picky eater. And my mom was a nurse and had gone to nursing, also went back to nursing school. So you can see a pattern in why Christine and I are very similar. Um but so I remember her making, and I still, and this is food that I do love, like um, chicken and rice, mm. and, which actually I think is a recipe from my grandma, my dad's mom, um, and potato soup. Oh, I still love her potato soup. And when I come home, she'll make it for me because she loves me, um, even though it's really bad for you because it's basically just like sour cream potatoes and cream mm. and chicken soup. It's delicious. Um mac and cheese but my mom is a baker and so she taught me how to bake uh, mm -hmm. and would do that she also did breakfast for dinner a lot we did brinner i love breakfast for dinner um but yeah. then yeah my stepdad did most of the cooking and that man is like i said he's a professional chef but even before that he was raised by like a second generation italian my uh, husband is obsessed with your stepdad's food. Yes, that yeah. is true. It's he does, delicious. Yeah, he does a lot of like experimental stuff. Um, particularly now, he's doing all vegan stuff. But even before that, it was he did mostly the most of the dinners. Um, and he was the one that got me and my brother to try new things and things like that. And then my dad would do the traditional like midwestern cooking and we would have like spaghetti with red sauce and cottage yes. cheese cottage, and, what? cottage cheese i've never heard of that in my, oh my god my oh, all of god. my dad's family mixes cottage cheese in with their spaghetti <laughs> oh you can't see the face i'm making right now i can't it's, i'm She's not talking to you <laughs> it's so nasty um, I'm a moderately picky eater, I think. I'm, I'm adventurous, but I'm like, uh, well, yeah, I've got like, I get triggered by like cream of mushroom soup and cottage cheese and like, ugh. I have a weird thing with food too in that like, I don't like fruit. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't like fruit and I don't like anything spicy. Although I did make blueberry um, compote because I had people over for Brinner on Friday night and I made scones and Devonshire cream and I made like a blueberry jammy compote thing and I ate it. I really need you to move back here. <laughs> uh. But so we felt like maybe this could be a, Hey mom, like how do you freaking feed yourself kind of episode? Yeah, I get so tired of um, my family needing to eat every night. Oh, my God. <laughs> I just look around. I'm like, I have to feed these people again. That's and my husband is back to working to like 630 at night. And I get hangry. 
So um, I'm trying to feed my one-year-old and myself and my husband, and I hate it. <laughs> and that's true about Christine's hanger. I think that she realized that we were soulmates when I we were hanging out for like three hours, and I looked at her and I went, do you need to eat? And she was like, <laughs> you get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, so we wanted to talk about um, some things that every human should need to – wait – Every human should eat and know how to cook um, and give you some tips and tricks about some basic food things. If you don't have a mom that uh, you can call and say, hey, mom, how do you know if chicken is done? Yeah. And these aren't maybe necessarily things that you have to eat. Right. Because there are yeah. things on this list that I won't eat. Um <laughs> There's um, things that, that like just simple little mom tricks that maybe you can't Google to tell if something is done. Um, so do you want to start or you want me to? Um, you start because I'm pulling up a recipe right now. <laughs> okay. So uh, when I moved out, my stepdad, the first thing that like moved out from the uh, into my own apartment. Um, my stepdad had me come over and he's like, and he taught me like I could make pasta from scratch at this point. Like he taught me how to cook all the time. And he goes, the first and easiest thing that I want you to, that I think everybody should know how to cook is shrimp. But, and everybody feels like that's such an odd thing, right? Because it seems so intimidating. And also like, I don't eat shrimp anymore, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> the best part about shrimp is it has, you can tell when it's done without mm -hmm. anything because it turns bright red. So if you ever just need, and it only takes like five minutes, right? It's so if fast. You, it's so fast. And so just like little skillet, little olive oil, little pepper, put the shrimp in, tails on, but make sure they're deveined and you can buy them deveined. You don't have to deal with it yourself. That's wonderful. And you flip them over when it's red and they're done and that's it. And it's so simple. And you're not, you don't have to worry about poisoning yourself because you know mm -hmm. that it's not raw. Right. And, and you can put it on salad and you can put it in, like, make your own, I don't know, what are they called? Po' boy sandwiches. You can do shrimp scampi, just shrimp. butter and noodles. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it's so easy. Simplest thing. Speaking of noodles, um, we grew up eating a lot of spaghetti. Yeah. Um, and my mom makes this, like, so um, <laughs> we use canned sauce or jar jar sauce yeah. uh because nobody has time for that um and my mom puts like cut up pepperoni and sausage and hamburger in it and it's like delicious and so she always told me the way to know that noodles are done is that you flick them against a wall and if they stick they're done they're done yes yeah. that's true um salt the water Salt Wait the water. for it to really boil, not like two bubbles, like a roaring boil. You dump the noodles in. If you don't want to cut your pasta in half, you just stick them in there and then swirl until they get soft enough to melt into the pot. Wait, what? Do people cut the noodles in half? No, you like break them. What? Yeah. My mom always broke them because we would um, slurp slurp them and get sauce everywhere, and it pissed her off. So she... Oh, well, I've never known that people did that, but hey, there's a mom tip for you if you've yeah. got kids. <laughs> Break those damn noodles in half uh, so those assholes can't get bread sauce on your ceiling. 
Wait, and you said nobody ain't nobody got time to that. I feel like your husband has made red sauce from scratch before. He has. He used Alton Brown's recipe and it rocked my world. That's <laughs> listen, I'm a fast cook. I'm all about getting dinner on the table, and it's because I'm hangry all the time. Um, and my husband loves to luxuriate in the process of cooking. Oh my god, um, I hate him. I don't I know. I love him, but like but, yeah, he made he he's made like gyros and pita from scratch, and he makes sauce from scratch, and uh, it's it's incredible. It's delicious. He made gnocchi the other day, um, but that is all far beyond what I have the patience for in the kitchen, <laughs> which is insane. I have to feed myself. I don't have time. People, I mean, like I get it. I love, I love the process of baking, and I love starting a. Uh, you know, sponge for bread at eight o'clock in the morning and not having bread until nine o'clock at night. But I'm not hungry throughout that process. Like right. I'm not making myself dinner. I've like planned for that to be a process. Yeah. And I've started making him. I'm like, you can't make that unless you have the whole day to do it. So on like Sunday is when he has the day off, he'll make gumbo and mm. it starts in the morning and it's ugh to die for. It's probably way too spicy for me to eat. <laughs> that spice it might be it's not too spicy actually um but another staple for me when my husband's gone um is to just have a baked potato for dinner and that's yeah. another thing that he's like that's not a complete dinner and i once read an article this is not i don't know no i don't have any sourcing there's no bibliography here i don't know even remember where i read the article but i once read an article <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those they say but we don't know who they are that right there's enough nutrients in a baked potato and a little bit of butter for humans to sustain on. And I throw I that mean, in. Didn't the oh, Irish do that? Listen, potatoes <laughs> are a new world crop. They were originally from the Andes and they, when they went to Ireland, the Irish and I'm Irish, but whatever the Irish only brought one potato back from the new world. And that was the problem. Oh, anyway, the easiest way to tell if a potato is done is that you should be able to cut it with a fork. If you can't cut it with the fork, it's not done yet. Do you boil them or put them in the microwave? I It depends on my mood. Sometimes I boil it. Sometimes I put it in the microwave. Sometimes I actually like bake it in the oven. But mm. the, the oven takes the longest. Yeah. My mom used to make baked potatoes all the time. And we'd wrap them in tinfoil and poke them. That was our job, was taking the fork and poking a whole bunch of holes in them. Yes, but it's stressful. It's stressful? Yeah, what if you miss and you poke your hand? I think about that every time I poke a potato. Oh, my God. I never thought about that, but now I will. Well, now. <laughs> and then we'd leave them in the oven with the fork in. What? Yeah, you put them in the oven with the fork in so you can just take a hot hand and pull the fork in, like the whole potato and the fork. I'm learning so much. <laughs> Who knew? Maybe we should start a food podcast. Oh my God, no. I'm so not qualified for that. <laughs> no, not at all. Here are the things that we eat, but only if they don't have mushrooms and if they don't have spice. <laughs> and you can't eat anything with mayonnaise. I won't eat anything Ugh. with fruit. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> we have four foods on our food podcast. No, all we have is junk food. Anytime we hang out together, Ugh. we end up with junk food. For Pizza. New Year's, we went and walked around King Supers for an hour um, and for an hour with our husbands 
and just put things in our cart. And like it was, we were horrified when we got back. And they were like, we're not going to eat all this. And we didn't even make half of it. No, we sure didn't. But it was fun. It felt good. Um, Another food that I think is a good staple because it's easy is pot roast, um, which is something my mom's really good at making. So what you need is a slow cooker. Oh, this recipe I pulled up is not a slow cooker one. No, but. but that I'm going to just interject here and say that if you are moving out or if you are living on your own and you do not own a crock pot or Get slow one. cooker, you need to because it's the easiest, best. And you can get like if it's just you, they have like little individual ones. Yeah. And um, when I was in college and student teaching, I got home late all the time and I would like there's no tired like soon teaching tired so i just threw stuff in crock pots my sister-in-law makes this amazing crock pot chicken and all you do is put a stick of butter a cut up onion and like six chicken breasts with some um chili powder salt and pepper leave it in the crock pot and it makes amazing taco meat and that's it and we do like a lot of our vegetarian stuff in the crock pot because it's easy you just like we do like a uh, I guess it's kind of like an enchilada base in there. We've done like broccoli cheese soup, which you already said you didn't like. <laughs> uh, we did this like mushroom stew a couple weeks ago. It was so good. Look at your Yuck. face. Nobody can see your Yuck. face. From me. <laughs> um, I have a problem with mushrooms. I don't know why. My I think mother- it's all the cream of mushroom soup. My mother hates mushrooms. She thinks they're slimy. I just don't like the way it tastes. And everything calls for mushrooms. It feels like mushrooms. Um, So the trick with the pot roast is that you have to get the right cut of meat. Um, And so you need a chuck roast uh, and get however many pounds of meat you need. And it makes great leftovers. And you just cook it in the crock pot till it falls off the bone. Um which is on low for like eight hours or on high for like five. Um, You cut up some potatoes and some carrots and an onion and some garlic and you toss it all in the crock pot with some beef broth. You can add red wine in if you need some to treat yourself. Yeah. Um, You can add in some thyme. You can add in, um, you do want to use a lot of salt and pepper. Um, and that's it. Like five ingredients, really. You just toss it in there, hit it, turn it on, leave the house. Um, and try to have minimal anxiety about having a crock pot on in your house all day. Right. Also, pro tip, close bedroom doors while doing that so that um, you're Sheets don't smell like onions when you get home. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I don't ever smell that the way you do. I do. It's such a real thing. So much so that my husband is now trained when he cooks, he closes all of the doors because I don't like my towels and my sheets smelling like whatever he's cooking. Yeah. And you do not like bacon being cooked in the house. I will not cook bacon in my home. I will yeah. not do it. I don't really eat. I don't really like bacon all that much. I won't cook pork. Listen, guys. neuroses this is a podcast for people with neuroses (laughs) yeah it sure is here are things we don't like (laughs) um i still don't know how to cook a hard-boiled egg 
No, so. I think that there's a there's I saw this like Pinterest thing where you put them in like a, a muffin tin and bake them. But I, I don't I know. I don't know. So I think the trick is that you have to get the water totally roaring boiling. That was my mom's thing. A roaring boil, Christine. And um, Isn't it roiling with like a L? What? Isn't it royal? No? no, I thought it was a rolling. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> roiling. No, it's an L. R O I L. What? Yeah. Is it rolling or rolling? Roiling is the first thing that comes up on Google. <laughs> it's the well, same thing. It's yeah, either right. Roaring, not rolling. I don't know. Anyway. At any rate, you get it super rapidly boiling. And then you carefully drop the eggs in um, and leave it. My mom leaves, my mom, listen, my mom leaves them until there's like no water left in the pan. Um, she leaves them boiling that whole time? Yes. And that's why I don't like them because the yolks are like green. Oh, no, they're overdone. Your mom doesn't yes. know how to make hard boiled eggs either. I know. Don't tell her that. Sorry, mom. Well, sorry. Um, so you leave them for less time than that. I think like 10 minutes. And then, um, the way that my mom gets the peels off, cause that's what she's good at is you, uh, um, put the pan in the sink and run cold water over it for like five minutes. And that, I don't know what it does. It helps separate the shell. Fascinating. Yep. It's not foolproof because eggs are meant to trick you. My parents have so many eggs right now. They moved into this house in the boonies that have chickens. My and a turkey. Eats, and a turkey. His name is Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just really needed you to say that. <laughs> um, and so they have eggs. They have so many eggs. We eat so many eggs when I go visit them. <laughs> yeah. I... Um... Would periodically, like, when I first moved, when I lived alone, I would do, um, I would try and make hard-boiled eggs, and they were never good, but I would mix them, I would make, like, a chicken salad, kind of, but instead of chicken, I would use avocados, so it'd be, like, avocado egg salad, which mm. you would have hated because it had mayonnaise and mustard in it, but um, it was, and I would just eat that with crackers. It was really good, um, but the first thing... First thing ever that I learned how to make was chocolate chip cookies. And you make the best chocolate chip I cookies. I make the second best chocolate chip cookies in the whole world. They're second only to my mother's. And I have to say that because she taught me how to make them. But like for the people I know that she doesn't know. Yeah. Which They're is pretty amazing. Everybody where I live. I make the best chocolate chip cookies. I don't even need a recipe anymore. I firmly believe though that every woman – needs to know how to make chocolate chip cookies because you know what sometimes you need a damn cookie or cookie dough mm -hmm. for that matter um but i always learned it when i was just it's two sticks of butter it's two eggs and then we have like a i have like a glass pyrex two cup measuring cup and this is owed to your mom as well and it's like you fill it all the way up so it's more than two cups of flour Mm -hmm. but like an immeasurable amount more 
And then you just do it, mix it until it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. But so um, the back of the chocolate chip cookie, chocolate chip, Nestle chocolate chip bag. That was really a struggle. Yeah, that was painful. It was really painful. The back of a Nestle chocolate chip bag has a good cookie recipe on it that you should follow. I use that one. The trick is, too, to only bake them for, like, eight minutes, mm-hmm. not 11. I also, if they ever ask for more granulated sugar, I make sure that there's equal parts brown sugar to granulated sugar. Oh, yeah. That's another part of the recipe that I don't measure. I just love brown sugar. It's just – well, they should be equal. Yeah. some. I think the old one – before wasn't my mom always told me to just do equal parts fascinating um and the last thing that we cook a lot in the chick the kit oh my god the kitchen is chicken yeah i don't cook chicken this is all christine i do cook chicken i cook chicken all the time um so one trick that I learned from my husband is to butterfly the chicken, which is, um, I don't think he uses that. <laughs> it's very naughty. Um, <laughs> you just cut it in half long ways. So like horizontally so that it's less thick, um, which makes it cook faster. Um, and... I temple my chicken. My mom is deadly afraid of getting sick from chicken. So she always overcooks it. Um, and she never trusts me when I'm like, it's done. And she's like, no, it's not. Cook it longer. Um, <laughs> so make sure it's not too thick because that'll take forever. Um, put a little butter or oil in a pan. Um, chicken is great. Just season with salt and pepper. Um depending on what you want to make with it. You can also do a quick breading with um, just egg. So you mix up an egg, put the chicken in the egg, put it in some flour or breadcrumbs, um, toss it in the pan. Uh, You can also bake it that way too. Um, If you bake it, you just temp it, make sure it's at 165, but you should just be able to cut it with a fork. Um, The fork should go through it pretty easily. And then you, um, as long as there's no red and it's all white throughout, it's done. And it's super easy and a staple. And don't leave it uncovered in your fridge in a big container. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe you didn't get flies. What was in the fridge? (laughs) (laughs) My husband's roommate, when we first started dating, left... um potatoes in the back of the counter and the back of their cabinet not counter um and there were just fruit flies everywhere 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 and we did all these things to get rid of fruit flies fun fact easy way to get rid of fruit flies take a plastic cup and you put a little apple cider vinegar or Mm -hmm. red wine vinegar at the bottom put a saran wrap over the top of the cup with like a rubber band poke little holes in it and they'll go in there and they can't get back out they drown or get drunk um anyway we so finally I was like we just have to deep clean this kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. And his roommate was out of town, and we found this like liquid potato uh, in the back, and that was where all the fruit flies were coming from. So watch your produce, friends. Watch your produce. So 
those are our pro tips um, in that we try them and they're not from pros. Yeah. Um, Don't consider us pros. But take care of yourselves and feed yourselves well and don't just eat popcorn for dinner. Every once in a while, it's fine. Because it's self-care. It's fine. I like frozen pizza for (laughs) self-care. I also will do frozen pizza, but... And if it's just me, they it's goes bad. Like I can't eat it all. Right, right. And don't come at me with the whole. Well, you can get the many kinds. The many kinds are not as good. They're super not as good. I'm a big <laughs> fan of the DiGiorno pepperoni. I'm a big fan of the cheese DiGiorno with the like, um, but it's the thick one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And nobody's paying us for this. So if DiGiorno would like to pay us for it, we'd be thrilled. Because <laughs> we, you could just pay us in pizza. I mean, there's currently a DiGiorno deep dish pizza in my freezer. Mm. Um, and we make teacher salaries. So yes, there's we that. do. There's that. Um, so take care of yourselves, everybody. And you can find us on social media on Instagram at um, heymom.pod. And our email is heymom.pod at gmail.com. If you have any questions or want us to talk about anything, we'd be thrilled. And um, yeah, feed yourself because food is happy. Food is happy. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on wherever you watch your podcast. Tell your friends um, and take care of yourselves. Bye. Bye.